The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Are you seeking more energy and ready to have more healings and revealings in your life? Then you've tuned into the right program. For the next hour, listen in as Reverend Temple Hayes, spiritual leader of First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, shares with you tools you can use to transform your life. She will guide you on a journey to create a life that is intentional and dynamic. Now, here's your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. And welcome, everyone, and thank you so much for uh, listening to the show and for sharing it with your friends, with your social media and your connections. I really appreciate the feedback that you're always giving us about the great guests that we have and individuals that are truly an intentional spirit. As you know, my goal with this show is to feature incredible and amazing people that have along the way, either through tragedy, insight, or awareness have become an intentional spirit. And definitely, our guest today is all that and then some. My guest is Derek Mills. He is a speaker, he's an author, and he's a mentor. Basically, a personal happiness and success coach. Derek, welcome to our show. Thank you, Temple. It's a real pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. Well, I wanted to um, to ask you, and for the purpose of, of all those that are listening to us, how did you become an intentional spirit? Like, was there a defining moment in your life? Did you have some type of challenge or obstacle uh, in the early days of your life that um, brought you into development to be who you are? Indeed, I did, and it's... I guess most uh, people that I meet get to understand the point that when, often when we experience pain, we can often, after an amount of time, look back at that pain and recognize that, in fact, it is a blessing, um, for some even a grace. Um, so there, there are really three times in, in my life where things really uh, shifted for me. Um, the first time for me was when I was 13, and suddenly, when I got home from school from day, I was informed that my mother had died. And I was told bluntly by a neighbour uh, bursting into the house to scream that, uh, that she was dead. And that caused me real trauma, emotional and psychological trauma. And I found that uh, for a couple of weeks after that, that date, I, I couldn't speak. I literally lost my voice. And then when I did begin to speak again, you know, for about two weeks later, I spoke with a stammer or a stutter. And, you know, I remember being back at school the very first day back at school. And it's one of those weird collaborations of the universe that um, 
I was in a class where I had to read a passage from a book. If you remember this, we all have to do this at some point, and it's my turn to read from the book. And all that would come out was stuttering and spluttering, and I couldn't get my words out. And I eventually managed to blurt out, can't speak. And I buried my head in my hands, and even now I can remember the children chuckling and laughing and giggling around me because they wondered, what's wrong with Derek, and why is he speaking like this? Or not, as the case may be. So that was when I realised that um, I had a stutter, a uh, speech impediment, and that stayed with me right through my teen years and into my uh, mid to late 20s, where um, I had the fortunate opportunity of someone um, sent me an insulting letter telling me how badly I spoke. And uh, as a result of that, I made a decision to learn to speak again for the second time. And that's when you know the first shift occurred for me. And then later on, the third shift occurred, which, as you know, was only just a few short years ago. Well, you you chose a, a career in financial services, and mm-hmm. after 18 years, you discovered that you were unsatisfied and that you were going through the, is this all that there is, and even at times felt like a failure, which already what you've talked about in overcoming stuttering, that by itself is a, a champion feat, so... I just want to honor you for that. That's that's huge. Thank you, um, Temple. And yet, you know, with that phase and, and then that depression feeling or, or lack of life feeling, you were able to change your life dramatically. Um, tell me something. Yeah. Tell us more about that. Yeah, I mean, going back when I was uh, uh, 38 years old, I said being in the business at that point for almost 18 years in the financial services you know, doing life insurance and savings and pensions and helping people in that respect. Um, there was a real challenge, though, Temple, in as much as I was really giving a service to everyone and giving as much as I could, working six days a week. But because I wasn't, I wasn't very good at it. <laughs> I had to work six days a week and get up early in the morning before my kids were out of bed and get back at you know, 8 and 9 and 10 and 11 o'clock in the evening and work six days. And I got to a place after 18 years of doing this and not seeing my children and I think we've all been in the place where that kind of, we can appreciate where that kind of lifestyle can really damage and fracture relationships. So I'm suffering with my, you know, my wife, with my children, with my, with my father, with my brothers and sisters, my friendships. And I'm, I've never been diagnosed depressed, but back then I seemed to call myself, I said I was clinically unhappy. As well as being clinically unhappy, I was broke because I was just struggling. It's funny, when you're really not in yourself, when you're not in your spirit, the gifts and the talents and abilities that we all have, that we all come here with, don't get to play and work in your life. So you struggle because it's like going into into a game with just one of your, you know, with one arm or one leg and missing the other three um, limbs. And, and I was basically uh, depressed and just one night. Uh, a simple question, and this is what I, what I love about life. Any one of us, no matter what's happened in the past, can change in a moment. Um, this is what I call my first 10-second moment. It's simply, uh, you know, spirit came through the universe, God came from source and sent a security guard to my office. And it was his turn to lock up the building. And when he realized I was working there almost 10 in the evening, he simply asked me one question. He simply said, Derek, what time did you get in this morning? And I kind of said, well, uh, well, 8 o'clock. And as he walked away, I realized, well, I've been up since six on the road at seven in the office for eight. I've done this for, for years and years. Mm. And here it was at 10 o'clock in the evening and uh, hadn't left to get home yet. And I realized in that moment, 
that he'd come really from source to tell me that this is not my life. Because that question caused me to go inside myself and to articulate the questions that really make me go inside and go, you're not happy because you're not who you truly are. And to be truly happy, you have to learn to live your life as your true self, as you really are. And that was my first 10-second moment. It was a revelation to me. It was, a, it was basically an epiphany in that moment. And I made decisions from that place that changed the whole of my life. Wow. So when you um, talk about in your book that's featured the 10-second philosophy, uh, mm. then you're basically referring to that in those seconds, then you become aware of um, being your true authentic self. That's right. You know, because... I think all of us at times in our lives, we, 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 we touch our true self at some point, maybe for a fleeting moment or in a meeting or in a relationship or in church or you know, somewhere in nature. And we think to ourselves, wow, this is, I'm, I'm somewhere different. I'm, I'm in the flow. I'm feeling a different energy, a different spirit, whatever it might be. But the challenge is for most of us, and I did this for, for most of my life, is I walked on from that place. I didn't stop and hold that place and hold that energy and go inside and see spiritually what it meant for me. But the reason why my life changed is in that first 10 second moment in my office, I did exactly that. I stopped. I went deep inside to my spirit and said, actually, what's real for me here? And what are the messages from my true self, from my spirit, from the person I was born as, what's the message from there that I should now listen to and take guidance from? And it's in taking the guidance and following through the energy that comes from that place, I was able to change my life from the lives of other people. That's incredible. And basically you're taking your life experiences and being an intentional spirit and showing others how they how they can do it. I want to make mention to everyone that you can go to Derek's website and even during the show you can find out more about him. It's Derek, D-E-R-E-K hyphen Mills, M-I-L-L-S dot com. Or you can go to unity.fm and you can um, read more about how to access him from my uh, website and from the page of the radio show. So, um, Derek, absolutely. One of the things that you talk about is um, that you're known, you've become known uh, throughout the globe, really, as the standards guy. And I was really looking forward to talking to you about this because so many people talk to us about goals and mm-hmm. writing goals down and being goal setters. But but then they wind up in this place of, I'm frustrated, now I get to find out that I'm a failure even more than I already thought I was. Those kind of things, it becomes a measurement instead of a process. So could you... Um, I'd love to know your insight about that and how you became known as the standards guy. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like a great television segment. (laughs) And now featured Derek Mills, the standards guy. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. That's brilliant. brilliant. And um, it's really funny, though, because, you know, there's such wisdom inside each of us. If we would only pay attention and listen it could move our lives from failure to what we might, each of us might call happiness and success. Because when I, after those 18 years in business, I, I was never myself. And when I stopped in that moment, when I realized that I had to go inside, I knew I was there on the inside, but I never figured out how to be me. And then when, when I 
was in that place in that first 10 seconds, it, this thing that came out of me, it threw me so much that I had to pay attention to it. And I had to act because it was not wisdom for my mind. It was not wisdom for my ego. It came from within. And it simply said that you're not happy because you're not who you truly are. And how you're living your life is taking you away from your truth and making you be your non-self. One of the things that came through in, that, in those moments is that one of the concepts was you know, to stop setting goals. I've been setting goals for 18 years, and I was a failure on every single level that mattered to me. Health, relationships, emotions, career, you name it. I wasn't working out any of those areas. But I'd been setting goals for 18 years. I'd listened to the other experts, the other teachers, the other, I read the books, listened to the tapes and all the rest of it. But my, my spirit said to me, stop doing that. And over time, I've you know, realized why that is so important. Because most of the world, most of us were taught, set goals and you'll be happy, happy and successful. Go anywhere in the world. You travel the world, I travel. You hear the same thing. But here's the question I have. How's that working out for you? How's it working out for your community that you're in? How's it working out for the world? If it's just about the, the tale of the last hundred years, setting goals that you'd be happy and successful, how come everyone that we know isn't happy and successful? Because pretty much everyone has done that. So what, what, what came through me, which I was blessed with, is a message that said, don't do that. Instead, look within to your true self, what I call the true self, the spirit who we really are on the inside. And ask that true self, what's right for me? Um, what's the right standard for me to be and act from in my life? Um, and a standard, as you know, is a, a basis, a criteria, a level, a quality or a rule that we set for different parts of our life from within, not from without from our true self, not from our mind, from our real being connected to source, not from the media or from society. Because when we go on the inside, we are closer to the truth. So when we set standards in that place, the rules, levels, qualities, criteria for our lives, the, the, the difference between a goal and a standard is that we go to our truth to find our standard and we commit to sticking at that standard and living at that standard and being at that standard just for one day. As in, just until we get our head back on a pillow tonight and if if god blesses us with another day tomorrow morning that's just another today so with standards we don't do them for three weeks or three months or three years or a decade we just do our standards and stick at our standards just for today and the beauty of that approach is that the standards that we set come from our inner true self and by living at those standards we get to keep ourselves in check as our true self and the moment where the magic happens that we live our life as our true self in our true being we change. And when we change, everything, and I do mean everything, changes for us. Our whole lives revolutionize. I love that. It, it's just so, um, it's so real, you know, and it, it is so true. And it puts in alignment, you know, living in the present moment. It ties all that together oh, because I feel, like, I feel like sometimes that's not, that's what's not uh, congruent about a lot of the um, messages out there. You know, as people say trust, people say, you know, live in the present moment, uh, you know, but I really need to know what your three-year goals are before we can move (laughs) forward. And it's like, who knows even who you're going to be, you know, three years from now. I hope I'm almost entirely different with some values, you know, more expressed or our relationships deepening. But aside from that, you know, who knows? And I think that you're... You're right on track with that. Obviously, you know that. But, yeah. you know, to just uh, reflect back, mm-hmm. that's so powerful because um, I think so many people get into like the 
it becomes like keeping up with the Joneses, you know, that term. Like, you know, yes. the neighbor gets the new car and then it has the yeah, effect of every mm-hmm. in person in the neighborhood. And it's kind of like I've found that becomes that way with goals. You know, everybody gets, you know, certain people get a press kit, so everybody has to get a press kit. Certain people get this, so everybody has to get that. You know, the guy was so shocked not long ago when he said, well, you know, I want to think about, you know, representing your book. And I said, I don't know if I want to do another one. You know, it's like, what are you talking about? I mean, because that's what everybody else does. You know, it's like, that's not really my goal. You know, I don't really think that's my goal. I've kind of been there, done that, kind of traveled, kind of did that, looking for something, you know, whatever. And it's just people get so attached attached to fulfilling the goal that as you're saying they're losing sight with how they're changing yeah. uh, as a person that, or or as that an individual that's beautiful then the person that we are is the person that we are see goals put us put us away from our true self when i meet people who set goals over many years what i've recognized it causes the disconnect between who they truly are between their true self and there's one thing we can all accept around goals whether we're in india america europe anywhere at all, I have the same thing. Is when people set goals, not one person have I ever met one person that set a goal to be unhappy. Every one of us, therefore, Temple, sets goals to be, to some degree, on the scale, happy or happier. Mm-hmm. And the problem is that goals are future-based. It's ne- don't care it's next week, next month, next year, five years or 20 years. That's where the happiness stays, out there in the future, which means we don't get to be present. We don't get to be in the now and to f- discover our true selves. And if those goals, if you just beautifully articulated pull us out into what the world says i should have one of those and must get one of those and be like that in order to be successful that pulls us into ego and into non-self whereas our truth is on the inside and the problem with with this goal setting concept we've been fed for the last hundred odd years is that happiness is a now experience you can't be happy tomorrow you cannot be happy next week next (laughs) month next year happiness is a now experience and you know i know you know i'd like to share a story about uh, a biblical story how um christ gave this message and we seem to have forgotten this message and we can come back to that well i'm looking forward to hearing more after our short break i want to hear about your film keeper of the keys and your publishing deal from hay house i mean you're just you're rocking Derek mills i want to remind everybody you can go to Derek's website it's Derek d-e-r-e-k hyphen mills m-i-l-l-s dot com i'm temple hayes and we appreciate you joining us on unity online radio the voice of the awakening world and we thank you so much for your continuous contributions in order that we bring this uh highlighted unity message to the world that is so ready for new information this is a new time and a new era and we're grateful for that we'll be right back Unity Online Radio is affiliated with Unity, a nonprofit organization specializing in prayer, publishing, and spiritual education. If you enjoy our programming and would like to support this ministry, go to www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now to make a contribution. You can make a one-time or recurring monthly donation. Thank you. You know the saying, a good deed is its own reward? 
Well, moving toward a plant-based diet and vegan lifestyle is one kind and compassionate act that isn't just its own reward. It will also reward you with vibrant health, boundless energy, an easy way to keep your weight where you want it, and according to Yogi's and Unity's co-founder Charles Fillmore, even give a boost to your spiritual life. On Main Street Vegan, the radio program named for the popular book, Victoria Moran will make your move in a vegan direction easy, fun, affordable, and delicious. With enticing topics and entertaining guests every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Central Time, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Have you heard about Dr. Tom Shepard's new program on Unity Online Radio? Tom Shepard, isn't he the Unity Magazine question and answer guy? Right. Well, they've actually turned him loose with a radio show, and I hear it's going to be pretty edgy. Edgy? Like what? Guest panelists and students from Unity Institute and Seminary, topics like abortion, gay marriage, war and peace, environmental issues, Islamic fundamentalism, universal health care, religion and politics, current events. Yeah, but they'll all be Unity people, right? Dr. Tom and his students will talk about the hard questions facing all people today, sometimes joined by rabbis, priests, liberal and conservative ministers, Buddhist monks, Baha'is, Hindus. And he's going to interview them on the program? Better. He's going to introduce a controversial topic and let students and special guests go for it. This could get explosive. Does he have guys in black shirts standing by to break up the fights? <laughs> if I know Dr. Tom, he will keep it both friendly and spirited. Whoa, I gotta hear this. When and where? The program is called Let's Talk About It, and it's on every Thursday at 9 a.m. Central Time, only on Unity Online Radio. So let's talk about it. Definitely, let's. Thank you for listening to The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being with Rev. Temple Hayes. If you have a question or comment about today's discussion, you can email us at theintentionalspirit at unityonlineradio.org. Now, here is your host, Rev. Temple Hayes. And welcome back, everyone. I'm talking today um, with Derek Mills, who definitely, as you know, is an intentional spirit. And I love the way that he, by far, is an original thinker. And goodness knows we need more of those in our world today, of people that are following spirit, listening to themselves, and not trying to fit in the, well, this is what everybody else is doing. And Derek, you were talking about how the distinction between goals and standards, and I, that's very, very powerful because I think that that is so much i think there's even people that kind of dread the new year coming around because it's like oh here we go again (laughs) new year's resolutions i only did one of 10 from last year blah 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 um kind of elaborate on that a little bit more um and help us out understanding because that's that's deep in a good way it's it's a shift because for me um Having done all that goal-setting stuff for the years and still, I mean, 
you know, <laughs> I'd injured for two, three years, I did this stuff for 18 years and ended up being a failure uh, and desperately unhappy. And of course, that impacted people who were around me. They became unhappy because, you know, when people love you, they do. So an interesting thing with me was that um thing about goals is that one of the things that kept coming back to me once I made this shift a few years ago was that uh, a religious four words from, from the Bible. I mean, Jesus said in the Bible with this Lord's Prayer that he uh, taught his followers, and he said that, you know, give us this day. And that could come back to me again, and give us this day, give us this day. And I thought, well, to me that means to be all we can be today, to share our spirit today, to learn and to, and to channel and to discover and to share and to hug and to give light today. It didn't say anywhere in Scripture, oh, by the way, do this tomorrow. In fact, he, he actually says in, in the Bible, um, have no worry for tomorrow. So when he said, give us this day, what he really meant was not this week, not this month, not this fiscal year, not this three-year business plan. If it had meant give us this month, he'd have said so. He actually said, give us this day. And I thought that's really important to pay attention to because it means be present, be in the now, be who you are and what you are in love for others, in light for others, in, in honoring yourself today. And if you do this today and do you today, then you can generally then say, I have no worry for tomorrow. So for me, uh, setting standards from who we are on the inside and living at that standard one day at a time became a step. So I began to coach people um, to go through the process that I went, which was to quite simply look at the standards and the seven key areas of my life, um, of our lives, and say, which of those standards, where did they come from? You know, where did I get the standards for my friendships from? or for my customers or clients, or for what I eat, or for my health, or how I, how I do my emotions, because you all know we all do our own emotions, most of them. And for my career, where did those standards come from? And when I recognised that most of these standards I've been living my life by age 38 were not serving or honouring me. And that's the beauty, because, for example, on my website there's a process that anyone can go through in four steps, and it allows you to look at your old standards and see what they are or were for your life. Notice where they came from. Consider the source. And it's really odd that even now I meet people who are like, you know, kind of 50 years old saying to me, well, I've always done things that way. That's always been a rule of mine or quality or level. Because I learned it when I was 25. And I say, well, you were 25 then working for that company with those bunch of friends. You're a bit different now. So does that honor, does that standard still honor and serve you? So we can let go of the standards that no longer honor and serve us. And we can set new standards that do honor and service from within. We go inside to see what is right for me in this area of my life with our friendships. Maybe we have to drop some of our bad company and set a new standard of friendship you know, in our relationships. In our career, we have to be more discerning about who we do business with and who we will interact with and the level that we allow them to interact with. In our, in our relationships, in our family, it's about how we work with others and the quality of those relationships that we can actually set regardless of what they were yesterday. We can set new standards today. And the great thing about the process when I take people through on my website, so this is a free download, uh, it's called the Perfect Life Standard System, is once you've set new standards, you get to commit to those standards, and then there's no pressure. You've only got to stick to those standards from within, from your truth, just for today, for no longer than that. And if, as I said before, if you get it tomorrow, that's one more today. Now you go back inside and stick to those standards of the truth for you and honour yourself one day at a time. We become happy in the being who we truly are. The world seems to have a lot of structures to pull us away from our truth. And that, that being away from our truth takes us into unhappiness. 
And I, I began to wonder as I began to work with other people, could it be that when we came here with energy and spirit and love and gifts and talents inside of us, that part of being happy is the revelation of that and the giving of that to the world? And to the degree that we're stopped doing that, setting goals is one way we're stopped doing that, we become unhappy by the gap between our truth and our being in the world. Does that kind of make sense? Uh, totally. Totally. I'm going to go on your website myself and I'm going to download this free test and see where I am with my standards because I just feel like this is it's just excellent. And I love it because not only is it uh, profound, but it's practical. And um, I think that's what people are seeking now is just give me something practical that makes sense, that aligns with my, my intentional spirit, you know, and, and let's, let's move. And that's, that's kind that's of... Great. It's a great point. I just want to say there that you picked up the word practical, and it was one of the most surprising but not surprising things that came out for me. Because when you say practical, it's okay to go inside and and have you know what you might call the fluffy stuff going on, where we're you know wondering about our being and our philosophizing. What was incredible for me is that I turn my life around by going inside and listening to what I call my inner genius, that true self, and it gave me, it gave me real practical things to do. Real, as in things to do, left or right, do this, don't do that, because it came from my truth. And the more I revealed my truth, the better that relationship came with myself and the more and the better guidance came through. So it's really, I'm really glad you mentioned that point. This is a practical philosophy, not just fluffy words in our head. To me, fluffy words are great for you on the inside when you're meditating and going to your special place or whether, whatever you do. But this is, this is a world that we live in. We have to move from that place and say, now, how do I do this today? And that's what the philosophy gives us. And I can, I can see that in relativity for, you know, in, in just everyday life as far as health. You know, people will ask me sometimes, you know, because I'm pretty much like almost vegan, you know, except for eggs. And people go, well, you know, how did you do that? I mean, you know, like I had a goal or something, you know, mm-hmm. to become a vegetarian. And I went, yeah. no, mm-hmm. not, not at all. And I think that if I'm understanding the process and I do want to take the, take the test, but it's like with my daily standards and how I felt and how things kept showing up for me, it was no longer right for me to eat um, animals. That's all. It just shifted. And it's nothing I set out to do. And I didn't do it because somebody else was doing it. It was just kind of gradual over time. But, you know, certain things would show up on my path. And it was like, mm, I, I, that didn't feel right to me. Or, you know, I started eating a certain way or living a certain way because of certain products that, you know, people were drank a certain kind of water because you know um that's what my partner did or but it was nothing i ever set out to do uh you know i i was able to drink a lot of wine in my early days of life you know i never <laughs> thought i would be such a health nut you know yeah, but yeah. but i am but it's because you're right i started lining more and more up with um the standards of of my life so am i getting it derek am i you're, you're getting it through? Um, okay because one of the key areas, I mean, the perfect system just covers the seven key areas of our, of our lives. And as you know from the book, there's a spiritual dimension to the whole of this, actually. But the seven practical areas are personal health and fitness. That's number one, Temple. Mm-hmm. Number two is our environment, our internal environment and what we allow ourselves to be surrounded with. The third area of setting standards is the relationships. So we have PER, personal health and fitness, 
environment that are his relationships. F is for family. E, the second E, is for our emotions. And the C is for our career. And the T is for time. And that's time on the earth, not watching the clock time. So when we look at the standards in those areas, for example, one of the things I had to do in my business was to let go of the people that were abusing my service and abusing my time and making me work weekends and not wanting to see them in the daytime and make them late working in the evening and really realize that they're, they're ruining my life and they didn't care about me. So in the end, I had to say, well, is this, does this honor me? And I realized, no, it does not honor me to live that way into driving all over the UK, crashing my car and nearly killing myself in the previous year because I was so tired. Does this honor me? Absolutely not. Stop that, set a new standard. New standard, no more working weekends. And I link that career standard to a family standard. Weekends are family time. So I never work weekends. Another one was no more late working evening appointments, seeing people and driving around the country. New standard. All clients come to me in the office. If they don't want to come, they don't come. I'm not ruining my life just for a bit of cash flow. I'm already poor and not doing very well. Missing a few more pounds is not going to kill me. I'm, you know, so... And the evenings became family time. I took my kids to school in the morning. No more leaving out so early. New standard, new rule. Dad takes his kids to school every morning and to bring them, pick them home from school in the evenings. Friday became what's called, what I call Jerry time. Jerry's my wife. And <laughs> that, that was uh, Jerry and I. Kids were at school. I didn't go to the office. Didn't do anything apart from Fridays with Jerry. So my working uh, life is massive. And those are my original standards you know, that, that you read about in the book. I set standards with my health and what I would do and what I would allow myself to eat, not because of some goal, but because, you know what, we know, and our spirit knows what's right for us. I remember sharing a conversation with someone last week who said to me, um, so how did you know what to eat? You're not a food expert. I said, you know what, my spirit in this physical body wants to be here for a while. And I began to trust that spirit in what I should put into my body. And the junk I was putting in before my spirit was saying, you will limit the time I'll be in this vessel if you keep eating like that. You will limit the time I'll be on this planet. In, you know, as you know, we are spirits in bodies. And my spirit was saying to me, this vessel, hey, set some standards and take care of it. And stress is one of those things we have to work around and what we eat and what we drink. Because the, if we want to be on this planet for, for our, our spirit to experience more of this wonderful gift called life, we have to take care of the vessel that carries that spirit. When the spirit shuffles on to the next place, it'll be because for many people, because they didn't take care of the vessel. So new standards around that. And little things like relationships, because these are key for some people. These are my standards, and I have my own. But they're both on the book, on the website. It, gives, it takes you a process to set your own standards in your life. And I had lots of friends who, um, prior to my shift, were the wrong people for me. They weren't bad people, but they weren't getting me to be true to myself and taking me. So when we look at our friends, we can begin to say, what have they got us doing? Where have they got us going? What have they got us saying? Does that honor and serve who I really am on the inside? And then we can do something really simple. We can, what my father used to say, drop the bad company. And then we can keep good company that honors and serves. There's lots of areas we can all work on, set new standards. And remember the beauty of this. We don't stick at those standards forever. We just stick at them just for today. So there's no pressure. And I find... Um in the ways that I do this and the way that I respect my time and respect my office time and my time at home, that the more that I'm dedicated to that, 
um, and unwavering, the more other people uh, respect that about me. Oh, that is um, because you're genius. so right. You're so Absolutely. right. I mean, but, if you would, I mean, people would meet you at night, and they'd have, you know, you'd say, "Well, it's my day off," and they go, "That's the only day I have." And then you go, "Well, okay," you know, and that no, it's like no, this is the times, and if it's yeah. important to you. Then that's what you'll you'll work it out. But if it's not, you know, unless it's a, a an emergency, then this is the way it is. And I don't ever feel um, any kind of rebuttal from people about that at all. And it's like you said, the people that do give you that kind of rebuttal, they're not going to be team players in your life anyway. No. It's just going to be that they're people about themselves. So I'm trusting that all of you are really getting that part of it for your life and how you value your own time and your own self-care. Because when you look at people that accomplish the most in life, um, they are they have their name on that uh, to-be list and to-do list right up there on the, on the top. So I just want to... So can I just say that, Tammy, you've hit upon something which is really important. Absolutely. And, uh, which is key for people to come to hear one more time. Because one of the things I say consistently is in business... As in relationships, people will give you the will give you the respect and treat you based upon the standards that you set. It's worth hearing that again. In business, as in relationships, people will give you the respect and treat you based upon the standards that you set. So, if you set low standards, you'll accept them in your life. That's where people will check in with you. And when we begin to raise our standards and become more true to ourselves, what happened for my business life? How I've been broke to a millionaire within three years. And then developing from that to speaking and writing and making films and whatever. That's because I raised my standards to be true to me. And it was as if the universe just said, what were you waiting for? Why are you operating down there? Because now you're operating here at this high standard. We're getting you. We are seeing you. And that's where we'll engage with you. And people began to respect me more because they love them weren't doing this. And they began to engage with me. And wealthier clients and bigger clients came to me all the time because part of them was saying, this guy's coming from his truth. And people want to be around people that come from their truth because it almost gives them permission, if I may say it that way, to, to be more like their truth. And they don't get that kind of value or gift with dealing with other people. So when you hold that space of truth within yourself, you are in truth enabling others as well as helping yourself and that's the gift and a powerful gift that that is um tell us about your um being part of a film the keeper of the keys yeah there's a thing that um see i I don't believe in the zone or the flow Mm -hmm. i don't believe there's any such thing as the zone or the flow i know there's language for it but i believe there's no such thing when you're in what you might call you know, the zone or the flow, something incredible happens, you're in a meeting or in a sports field or in a relationship, you do something incredible. When I say whatever you did in that moment, whatever you said, whatever you achieved in that moment, and you, you just called a zone and you, you refer back to it years later, what you did in those few minutes, I'd say well, actually that wasn't anything. That was just your true self showing up in your life. That was just the real you. How do I know that? Well, you did those things, did you not? So if you did those things, that is the real you. Because you couldn't do those things unless you could do those things. The question becomes, when you hold on to your true self, what else can you do in your life? And what's stopping you from being in that what you used to call the zone or the flow? What's stopping you being in that place? Because the more I learn to hold my true self space and act from that place, act from that place, it was as if the whole world just opened up and just said, so what do you want? So there I am. 
I became a professional speaker in um, 2010. After, on my fourth talk, I get the so I'm sorry, my fifth talk, I get the opportunity to speak internationally in Holland. And as a result of speaking in Holland, someone is in the audience that sees me and says, actually, these guys in the, in the States, um, as Jack Canfield, who wrote Chicken Soup for the Soul series, there's Dr. John Gray, who wrote Men Are From Mars, Women From Venus. They're doing a film. I think the producer would love you and your standards idea in that film. If I connect you two guys up, and I said, yeah, okay. Well, like, you know, I'm, I'm that would be no problem. That would, <laughs> yeah. that would work for me. <laughs> I can do that. <laughs> I love your humor. And, oh, my gosh. And so the following, following week, I'm having this call um, from L.A., and in the end, she said, yeah, I love you in the film. So I then fly to L.A., and there I am with Jack and John and Marcy Shymoff. You might be heard of Marcy Shymoff. She did Happy For No Reason and sold millions of books. And here's me a guy that um, at that point hadn't even got a book deal yet, but they got the message. These were some of the top teachers who got, that makes sense. Why, where have we not heard this before? And why have we not heard it before? It was different. I want to just say one quick thing. My life has had many of those types of events. And I believe that when we are in our true self space, the world begins to collaborate in our favour and give us opportunities that we wouldn't otherwise have got. That's true for every single one of us because oh. every one of us is a genius. See, when I woke up, and turn my life around financially, personally, health, relationships, career-wise, I realized I was a genius. And if I'm a genius, every single one of us is a genius. We all have that genius inside of us. And it was there all through those 18 years I was struggling. My genius must have been there all the time. So I wrote the philosophy to help others to tap into their genius because I believe you could, people have a, a phenomenal story to tell, way greater or more interesting or more dynamic than what I've been telling people about my life. Because there's a genius in each of us. All we have to do is go there and act from that place. Oh, that is so yeah. powerful. Well, we're going to be right back after this break because we are so ready to hear more, Derek. <laughs> we'll be right back, everyone. wellness expert dr michelle robin on healthy living in the game of wellness there's some basic habits that you need to embrace in order to live a well life in her book wellness on a shoestring robin shows you that complete wellness of body mind and spirit doesn't have to cost a fortune client eddie penrice turned his health around with dr robin's seven habits for a healthy life i've got to say my body just embraced the change Besides feeling better, looking better, thinking more clearly. Many of Robin's seven habits for a healthy life are simple and free. She offers tips and shares real stories from clients like Eddie, who've incorporated the habits into their lives and seen the results. You can make this change by being convicted that you will do it. That you don't need anyone else's assistance or help to do it. Make this the year you get healthy. Discover a low-cost, attainable path to feeling better than ever. Order wellness on a shoestring today at www.shopunity.org. Have you ever considered that everything you think and say is a prayer to the universe? Are you sending a positive or negative message? Join Reverend Beverly Molander and her guests on Affirmative Prayer, Activating the Power of Yes, to find out how they activated the power of yes in their lives, their communities, or the world. If they can do it, you can too. 
Listen to Beverly Molander and her guests live every Monday at noon Central, 1 p.m. Eastern, on Affirmative Prayer, activating the power of yes, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. We now return to The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being, with your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. And welcome back, everyone. I want to just uh, reemphasize that um, you can go to Derek Mills. Our, our guest today is Derek, D-E-R-E-K dash Mills, M-I-L-L-S. I want you to join me in taking the test so we can uh, access our standards and, and look at the acronym PERFECT and how we're aligning uh, with our careers and our time. And, and something, this is definitely the conversation that uh, many of us, are really like, wow, you know, this is very timely. I know that there's some of you that are listening that that are thinking, wow, I think he's just stepping on my toes today <laughs> in that I'm feeling it. You know, I'm in a, in a career or I'm in a job that it's okay. It, uh, it brings me a paycheck and yet I'm working a lot of extra hours and not seeing those results. And, and my family definitely needs me to put some emotional deposits in. Uh, Derek, uh, roll it out. Let's, let's make it simple because I know that you have um, uh, touched a chord in a lot of people today. And where's the starting place? You know, starting today, um, where does someone get started? Obviously, they go and they do their standards measurement and they find out where they are in that process. But um, what else would you add as far as the, the ABCs of that? Okay, one of the key things to do is just to start by, by saying this is about an individual's truth. And I think truth is about a practical way we're going to get here because what is, each person knows what's best for them. They really do, best for their lives and those around them, their truth. So that's a starting place. And so just hold that for a moment. This is about your truth. When we, when we get to a place in our, in our lives where we are confused, unhappy, broke, unsuccessful, failing, whatever you would call. The, one of the biggest things that I've, when I coach or, or counsel people, when I hear their stories and the problems they've been through and the challenges they've faced, heartbreaking stuff, one of the things that keeps coming to my mind is your lack of trust in yourself has led you here. Your lack of trust in yourself has led you to this place. So one of the first we can begin to do is to begin to trust our own wisdom, our own intuition, our own instinct. I don't care whether it's just to sit in that chair or that chair, to turn left or right, to begin to follow our gut instincts. This worked for the ancients and for the tribes of tens of thousands of years ago, gut instincts, and we've let that go. So just to hold that for a moment, even if you're in business, I turned my business life around and became one of the top 1% financial planners in the world. From being, from being broke within a three-year period by following my instincts and my wisdom within. Everyone can do that. So hold that truth. And that truth does not require courage because your truth is more powerful than courage. It does not require any willpower because your willpower is more important. Your, your truth is more important than willpower. So the very first thing we can do is look at our standards, set new standards for our truth. And if you're in the office right now, listen to my voice today, you know, which standards don't serve you and honour you. 
and you know which ones you used to have that used to serve you or that you could have that you haven't quite got into your life yet. Well, now's the time. So if you're living your life based on somebody else's standards, somebody else's rules and goals, then we end up living their life. And the beauty about this journey is your life was given to you. This light, this life was given to you. So when you accept that as being true and begin to set standards from today. And here's what I did the very first night. I looked at the seven key areas of my, my life that, were, that were, I was failing in the most. And I wrote down new standards that would honour me more. I've changed them, reviewed and increased them ever since then. But back then, I sat down in my office. And I'm a bit funny about this stuff. When I had that first 10-second moment, I actually wrote them all down. And I colour-coded them. And then I got the sheet of paper. And I laminated it, Temple. Yes, I laminated it. Because, <laughs> and I gave my new standards of how I know new dad new husband, and I gave copies to my children, copy to my wife, and I said, listen, I put one on the fridge with a fridge magnet, by the way, new dad, new standard. I said, this is me. Just for today, this is going to be me. And if I see you in the morning, this is going to be me just for that day. So practically, as if by magic, clients and customers and potential clients and colleagues, the moment I set those new standards, you can try this today and test it out for yourself. The moment I began to stick by those new standards, my energy shifted. My words, my whole, my spine became more erect. I was able to walk in more confident self-esteem, living my truth. People pick up on that in ways you wouldn't imagine. This is not a conscious thing. It's an unconscious thing. And people began to say, I see you. I'll give you a chance or give you an opportunity or give you a moment I wouldn't otherwise have given to you. So when we set standards and we stick at them, we can literally change the world. So first thing, write down some new standards. And then one of the things I do and talk about in the book is find a buddy, someone that you really, really trust and share one or two of your standards with that person, where it's relevant. And you can have that person in conversation and keep your counsel. Don't give them too much detail to share with them the standards they can support you. Loved ones are good at this. And if you really, really want to have people keep you in check on your standards, share your standards with your kids. <laughs> I know this to be true. <laughs> kids will keep you in check with your standards more than any adult, manager, boss or coach. Just check in with your kids on your standards. And, you know, when they see you living at your standards and being true to yourself, it's the most blessed thing they get to say, OK, one of my standards for my life and they can get to change their world, their world at a much younger age than I waited how many children do you and Jerry have, Derek? Uh, we, we have uh, four children. Oh, how and, great. Uh, yeah, yeah. Our what are their ages? Uh, t- Sebastian is 21, Rochelle is 18, Yasmin is 16, and Dominique, she is 11. And I even quote Dominique in the book, because one day when I was writing some stuff for the book, um, she sat on the bed next to me and said, I was talking about the philosophy, and said, Dad, and she was eight years old, I was quoting the book, and he said, little things make up your life, don't they? Oh. And I thought, wow. You see, she got that. Her spirit got that. And she came out with some phrases which I just thought just wonderful. She'll write a book one day herself. And the, you know, the way that things work, when, you, when you're in your true self, things happen. See, what I can't share with you today on this radio show, I can't share with any listener the blessings and the gifts that are going to happen in their lives when they begin to set standards and live as their true self. You cannot set goals about the gifts you don't know are inside of you. Well, when you begin to live from that place, no one but no one is going to tell you how great your life is going to become and how much happier you're going to be. You'll get to a place where, in my case, where you know, I'm approached by an agent that just said, I love your stuff. I think I want to take you to meet your hey house. 
And I say, okay, let's have, let's do that. She makes one phone call. I'm having lunch with Hay House. Without seeing a written word, head of Hay House UK said, I like that. We'll publish that book and we'll stick with you. So this is what happens to you in business and in life when you're in your true self space. So my, a lot of, part of my audience is the business audience as well. I talk to them and I say, here's how to increase your business. Be better at being you. And when they get better at being themselves, their customers and potential clients see that and they bring them more business. They get all the business because no one else is being themselves in business nowadays. So when you learn to trust yourself, it adds to your bottom line. This is important. I just love listening to you. <laughs> I think because I'm, I'm just so in alignment with what yeah. you're saying. Oh, you get it. Yeah. You know, I mean, the, it, we have a lot of people on the show, but I just really, um, the philosophy you're talking about is, is so in harmony with the way I, I choose to live as well. And your philosophy is in the book form now, the 10-second philosophy in ways that you can achieve your goals and, and your dreams. And Derek, do you come to the States on occasion to speak? I do. In fact, I've been quite a few times in the last 12 months. I'm uh, planning some stuff to do uh, next year uh, to come out to the States as someone who's bringing me over. So um, so really it's about a question of keep visiting the website, engage with me on uh, Twitter, engage with me on Facebook, and you'll see when I'm coming over and what I'm doing. And um, I've written some stuff for the Law of Attraction magazine last year and a Natural Health magazine and doing, doing quite a bit of stuff. And um, I can't wait because, you know what, I really feel that um, I love working in America. Oh, well, listen, I, I think a key yeah. place, too, you need to put on your calendar there is mm-hmm. St. Petersburg, Florida. Okay. <laughs> so <It's> <laughs> mark that done. down on your little checklist um, so we can have you this way. And if yeah. you see that you're ever anywhere close or on the East Coast, you know, please let me know. It'd be a pleasure and a privilege to to have you. Example. Absolutely. Um let's um we have a, a couple of minutes okay. um what is an area that you'd like to leave us with as far as highlighting who you are the messenger of truth that you are give us a golden nugget i think one of the things that came out for me uh when i began this shift was that you know what it gave once i woke up and realized the pain i'd been in up until age 38 the pain I then felt was people who were not waking up to their truth and being themselves and helping people to recognize that. So when you set new standards for yourself, it changes you. And when you change, everything will change for you. But you can't always define how. But oftentimes when we set new standards, we have to be wary and patient with those around us who will perhaps begin to treat us still for a while at our old standards. And right now when I go to India or Dubai or Jakarta, or Bali, or Europe. I, I talk about the. I tell the story of Rosa Parks. Rosa Parks, December first, nineteen fifty-five, sits on a bus, and she stays sitting in the front of the bus when someone of a different skin color says to her, "Move to the back of the bus." Up until that point, like other African Americans, she'd had a goal of equality and freedom and vote and any washroom and any restaurant. There, it was a goal, and they marched for this, and they said one day. See, the one day never came. Mm-hmm. One day came when Rosa Parks said, no, today, a brand new standard, how I'm going to be myself, treat myself and allow myself to be, to be treated, set a new standard in that moment on that bus. The world, of course, around her didn't agree with that, so she's arrested and taken through courts. But from that place, she ignited the civil rights movement. 
Martin Luther King, as we all know, took up her course and became Dr. Martin Luther King because of that ignition of civil rights movement. See, that one standard that she set that day didn't just change America. I go anywhere in the world and I, I give that story without mentioning her name. And I mentioned that she no longer had a goal. She set a standard in that moment and she changed the world. And I go to India, Dubai, Jakarta, and I say, and that woman's name was, and they all say, Rosa Parks. So standards can change your world. But someone listen to this conversation right now, Temple. If they get into their true self and set standards and stick to those standards, they could change the world. And it says, my hope that the work that you and I do and other people like, like us can one day wake up someone that can change the world through the work that we do. And thank you, everyone, for listening today. And be sure and forward this great message uh, to everyone that you know, because it's the kind of message everyone can relate to. And this can be the day that you can assess your standards and change your life. Thank you, everyone. And thank you, Derek, for being on the show. Thank you very much. God bless. Thank you for tuning in to The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being with Reverend Temple Hayes. Join us every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Central for tools and simple applications which will support you from being alive to fully living. This program is brought to you in part by First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida. To learn more about this ministry, go to www.unitycampus.org or www.templehaze.org. spirituality into your own hands bucking corporate religion in favor of finding your own path do you cross the boundary between religion and science or between religions themselves do you like a dose of humor with your truth seeking if you answered yes you're what we call a holy rascal join rabbi rami shapiro for how to be a holy rascal wednesdays at 11 a.m central Rami and his guests will engage in lively, humorous discussions about what it means to be a spiritual human being in the 21st century. How to Be a Holy Rascal, Wednesdays at 11 a.m., only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Inspiration only takes a moment. As Reverend Felicia Blanco Cerce points out in her book, Do Greater Things, there is the potential for joy, wholeness, and expansiveness designed into every moment. And the miracle is when we recognize the constant presence of these qualities all around us. Once we see what is possible, our lives then begin to change. This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. Spirit of Recovery is the place where spirituality and recovery meet, where we support your spiritual growth. Reverend Anna Schaus, Ph.D., interviews down-to-earth guests who share with you how they keep going and growing in recovery. Spirit of Recovery is the place to get practical tips 
and join in lively discussions on topics that matter to recovering people. This program welcomes everyone who wants to know more about recovery. Join Anna and her guests live every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Central Time on Spirit of Recovery, where we talk about what keeps you growing. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. What is it you really want in life? No matter what you've been through, you can still achieve it. I'm Sandra Ann Taylor, and in my Energy Activation podcast, we'll explore the science of manifestation, and I'll give you specific techniques to shift your energy in order to make your dreams a reality. I also do live energy readings, and you can be a part of the show by emailing your questions to me at sandrataylor.net. Join me on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.